The benefit to having a home equity line of credit, I think, is that you use the funds as you need them. So you may get an equity line of $100,000. Well, let's just say today I only need $10,000. Fees are going to be the same whether you do a cash out refinance or a renovation loan. It's hard uh, to quote a rate because it's dependent on uh, type of property, uh, credit scores, loan to value, a number of different factors. Uh, they could be comparable or the cash out refinance may actually be higher in interest rate. Hi, everybody. Jose Luis Morales here. Welcome back to another episode of the Residual Real Estate Agent Show. Today, we have Kathy, a return guest with Homebridge Financial. In a previous episode, she talked to us about the $40,000 ADU grant. And today, the topic that she's going to be covering with us is how to finance an ADU. So if you're looking to build an ADU in California, don't know where to begin, know that you're going to need some capital. Kathy today is going to be exploring some options with us as to different ways to be able to finance an ADU. Welcome to the show, Kathy. How are you? I'm very good. Thank you for having me. Thank you for being back on the show. Absolutely. Looking forward to it. Good. So a lot of people have been coming to me recently just asking me, like, how do I finance an ADU? Like, I want to do an ADU. I see the benefits of an ADU. I just don't know how to finance. Obviously, we already talked about the 40K grant, which if you're interested in that video, go through our videos at our YouTube channel. However, if on top of the $40,000 ADU grant, if somebody needed money for construction costs, because that's pre-construction cost, how would they go about financing uh, the ADU? Okay. They got a number of different options. Some people have saved and, and have enough money in order to build. Most clients that I speak to need between 150 and 250,000 in order to build a thousand square foot, you know, property or less. Renovation of a garage might be might be a little bit less, but it's never under a hundred thousand. Uh, so folks can do that. Um, you can uh, ha have received funds, you know, from a previous way, such as a cash out refinance. You could have uh, cashed out on your primary residence, your second home, or your investment property. Doesn't matter, you know, where the funds come from. Uh, in order to build that next unit. Uh, you can do a cash out refinance on your current primary residence, or you can do a renovation loan as well. And the renovation loan does replace the current first mortgage that you might have. Uh, many folks, their homes are paid off, so it would uh, be in first position. It would be a first mortgage. And the renovation loan gives you the funds just for the construction of the property. Uh, the grant, as we had mentioned before, may cover the closing costs as well as your pre-development costs. And then thirdly, a lot of folks, you know, just want to use a, an equity line because uh, that's kind of a pay as you go. It's, it's more like a checkbook and you write a check for uh, things that you need at that time. Whereas a renovation loan, uh, you start paying on it as soon as it's closed and the renovation loan is uh, completed before you start any of the construction. So you've got so, a number of different ways. So what's the main difference between the cash out refinance and the renovation loan? Are there pros and cons to going in one way or another? Because I'm imagining with the cash out, you can take more money than just the development of the ADU. And then for the renovation, it might just be the money for construction of the ADU. Or can you kind of walk us through that? Like sure. so that people can understand maybe if they should go yep. one way or another. 
Okay, so with a cash out refinance on a primary residence, typically you are held to 80% of the current value of your home to cash out. And that is over and above any balance that you might currently have on the home. So if you needed more money than that, you may want to go renovation financing because if you do a conventional loan, you can go up to 90%. If you go FHA, you can go up to uh, 97%. And the appraised value at that point is based off of the future value of your home. So what is going to be the value of that property once that ADU is built? And then you, you scale it back. So if you use conventional, you're going to use 90% of the the future balance of what your home is going to be worth. That's awesome. So, that, so you'll get more money if you do the renovation loan. It sounds like it depends on how how much they owe on the property. Like if they have a lot of equity, yes. the cash out refinance may be a simpler option because they don't have any problems with the 80% because they have a decent amount of equity. The renovation mm -hmm. loan will factor in the value after the construction. So they'll say your property is worth a million after the construction, it'll be worth, worth 1.4 and they could even go higher on the debt to income ratios. That's wonderful on that. Now, as it relates to cost, like is the renovation loan more expensive than the cash out refinance or is it very similar? And also how does the renovation loan compare in terms of, um, in terms of, uh, interest rates as well? So fees, interest rates, and then, uh, how does it get managed at the end? Yeah, Fees are going to be the same, whether you do a cash out refinance or a renovation loan. Um, the uh, It's hard to quote a rate because it's dependent on uh, type of property, uh, credit scores, loan to value, a number of different factors. Uh, they could be comparable or the cash out refinance may actually be higher in interest rate. It, we'd have to pencil it out and see which way is, is better for the client. Um, when the, the process is a little bit different, getting the loan approved is exactly the same, you know, whether you're purchasing, refinancing, renovating, uh, it, it comes in at the very end. Uh, once you've received the funds for the renovation loan that is put into a managed escrow account, which our company, um, covers for you, it's a thousand dollar fee, I believe, uh, and they take care of doing all of the draws with the contractors afterwards. So the contractor has to come back and say, you know, this amount of the, the job was completed. And sometimes the consultant will have to go out there as, as a second follow up to make sure that the work has been done and in, in a complete workmanlike manner in order to get a draw. So the our company kind of interfaces uh, with the contractors and, and helps the client out if, if they're doing a full renovation loan. Now, what, what is different as it relates to the process? I know that the process is very similar, meaning you have to get approved, but I imagine mm -hmm. that the appraisal process is different where the appraisal is taking the after repair value of the property. Mm -hmm. And I, I've done yep. these type of products for like an FHA 203K. Is the process mm -hmm. similar where the contractor has to submit an estimate yes. to the appraiser. Then the appraiser takes that estimate, says, okay, once you do this, this, and this, then your property is going to be worth X. And then that's what exactly. you guys use to kind of factor everything in. Is, is it a very similar uh, process? It's, it's exactly that. And uh, 203K FHA product is the same as our, our home style renovation. Uh, you know, one's government, one is not. Uh, but it's done exactly the same way. It's a specialized appraiser that goes out there and they need to have a very itemized, what they call scope of work. 
uh, to bid off of. And that appraiser needs to know, you know, if I'm putting in 2000 or excuse me, a thousand square foot of flooring, how much does that actually, uh, you know, compare to in, in value later on? So the, the appraisers um, are number one specialized in, and it does cost a little bit more money. It's about $1,200 for a, a renovation appraisal. What I remember from the FHA 203K product is that the uh, contractor had to go through an application process as well, too, Absolutely. meaning like they have to be approved by them and they have to submit certain documents, workers' compensation insurance, yep. similar to that. So I think those are potential hiccups that if you're using your buddy who's a contractor who's never done one of these products, just yep. know that that could delay the process because your buddy's going to have to get approved to be one of the approved contractors. And also, if you're trying this out with a friend or somebody who's not really familiar, it may take a little bit longer as well, too, because there's so many intricacies. So you, you'd almost be better off working with a contractor that it already understands the process and already Absolutely. understands how the withdrawals work, what they look for. That way, there's less delays on it. Now, as it relates to the renovations, are you able to borrow additional money to renovate like the original house? Let's say I'm doing a detached ADU. Can I get some renovation money to upgrade the kitchen, the bathrooms on the main house? Yep. Or is it specifically for the uh, ADU process? No, you can you can definitely um, you know build your ADU, renovate your ADU, as well as do any upgrades to your home as well. Sorry, my light just went off. Um, yeah, you can definitely do that um, if you're going to pair it with the grant. The grant will only apply to the work being done on the ADU, but you can still incorporate um, your full funding uh, of your primary residence as well. So for those of you that are watching this video, Kathy was kind enough to do a separate video with us that there's a $40,000 grant by the state of California. What she's saying is that you can actually combine that $40,000 grant to basically use it for pre-development costs and then use a renovation uh, loan to basically fund it. What I like about it is that it sounds like the renovations aren't exclusive to an ADU. And you could also use them to renovate the property. If somebody was not building an ADU, could they actually get a renovation loan just to renovate their property? Is that also uh, oh, yeah. a part of this uh, program? Yeah, we do that all the time for people to upgrade their home. We also do it for purchase transactions. You know, if if you've got, you know, the worst house on the best street, um, you know, if you have a little bit of vision, you can go in there and purchase with a renovation loan because the work doesn't get done until afterwards and uh, close on that transaction. And, and you could get new carpet, paint, uh, a new kitchen, renovated bathrooms. I mean, if people have vision, they, they can really do a good job. So a lot of times people think that you can't buy a property that's a fixer upper, but you actually can as long as oh, you yeah. have a renovation loan. Uh, yes. We did this quite a bit in the REO market and the bank wanted a certain amount. The cash investors only wanted to pay here. So you paid a little bit more than the cash guy, which they were typically flippers or rentals. You got the property. By the time you got it done renovated, a lot of times you would have 20% equity already in the property. You'd mm -hmm. be able to refinance and get rid of the mortgage insurance. So this is actually a really good vehicle for uh, people, if they want to buy a fixer upper and cash buyers are only like, it's a way to get the seller closer to the number that they want. And also like take advantage of something that's likely listed below market, uh, value, um, as well Absolutely. too. How long do, does either one of these take? Like, does the renovation loan take longer than the, uh, cash out refinance? Do they take a similar amount of time? 
Well, for our team, it, it, our work uh, typically for, for refinance it is about 30 days where things get bogged down with the renovation loan is, is with the contracting portion. Um, many contractors are not used to doing a very itemized bid. You know, they may just say, the job is $50,000. Well, we need to see what goes into that $50,000. So if you have some, you know, a very professional contractor and they're able to provide us with a bid and, and the application process, which is their licensing and their insurance and um, fill out some paperwork, then it, then we should be able to close in 30 days. But that's where I, where I see the slowdown happen. You know, many times we have to go back to the contractor a number of times and say, okay, you know, you said the bathroom is going to be this much. Well, if you can break it down as to how much the, you know, the tiling is going to be and the flooring is going to be, it needs to be a, a very itemized bid for the appraiser to uh, um, appraise off of. Yeah. Uh, a lot of the challenges that I see is people not understanding the process, like meaning like either the loan officer doesn't understand the process, the contractor doesn't understand the process or the agent. And sometimes it's a combination of all three of them. And Absolutely. if, one of the parties doesn't understand it. They don't know like, so the first thing that you need to do is if you're doing a renovation loan, get your contractor out there to give you that estimate. That way, as soon as we know who the appraiser is, they have the estimate and there's no delay. So there's certain things as it relates to the process. So my best advice as it relates to a renovation loan, work with somebody like Kathy that is already doing them. Because if you work with somebody who's not very familiar, they're basically going to be testing out this renovation product on yeah. you. And it could cost you time. It could cost you energy and it could cost you money and it could lead to a negative experience. So what exactly. about the home equity line of credit? So we've explored the cash out refinance, we've explored the renovation loan. What are the pros and cons of the home equity line of credit? Well, the, uh, the benefit to having a home equity line of credit, I think, is that you use the funds as you need them. So you may get an equity, equity line of $100,000. Well, let's just say today I only need $10,000. I can either request a draw or write a check, depending on the way that it's set up, and just make payments off of that $10,000, but you have access to the rest of it. Um, the drawback to me is uh, Jose and I were speaking just recently about uh, interest rates going up. When you hear in the news that the Fed is raising their interest rates, that directly is going to affect your home equity line of credit. That's called the Fed funds rate. And uh, we're in the beginning of September. We're looking at mid-September for the Fed to be raising rates at least another three quarters of a point. And then depending on what happens with inflation, we could be going up even more. So we could be definitely in the 6% category, if not seven or 8% by the time we're done. Yeah. And then the other thing that I was thinking about, Kathy, is that if somebody is not as experienced, maybe the renovation loan kind of protects you because it's a managed escrow account and they're supervising that to make sure that the contractor meets certain yes. milestones on the yes. home equity line of credit. Your contractor could say, Hey, give me $50,000 to get started with the project. You, you've yes. paid 50% of the project up front. Now the contractor disappears with your $50,000. So it also, I would say it depends on your level of experience as well, too. Absolutely. And obviously the level of trust that you have with the uh, individual. Absolutely. What about the process for the home equity line of credit? What does the process look like? Is it similar to a traditional refinance? Um, do they go in second position? Are the payments interest only? Are they interest plus principal, et cetera? Mm -hmm. uh, there's a couple of equity lines that we have access to. We have a proprietary product that is basically blockchain technology 
all um, online. The clients go in and they put in their information. I do prep them as to what they need to have available because the computer program uh, reads their income possibly off of their bank statements. Once they're approved, they could be funded in as soon as five days. And actually the notary can be um, uh, virtual as well. So this is a very new way of doing equity lines. Um, that can be a fixed rate uh, loan as well. It can be two, five, 10 or 15 years. So that's kind of a nice thing is that you don't have the Fed um, uh, raising rates and, and your, your uh, interest on that equity line is going up. There are also uh, interest only equity lines that you use more like a checkbook. So if it's a fixed interest rate, I imagine that you have to take out the money up front, basically, like meaning it's like based uh, every draw that you take. Okay. So it almost goes like in tiers, like from this zero to 50, you drew 50,000. That was at this interest rate from this to this, it was this interest rate or no? It depends. No, it depends on where the interest rates are at that time. So let's say you get your equity line, you use $10,000. Now it's based off of where rates are today and you use the rest in six months based off of where interest rates are in that six month period. What would be the benefit of somebody getting a fixed rate versus an interest rate or a variable? Uh, yeah, not worrying about that your interest rates are going to continue to climb. Uh, most caps on, on HELOCs are at about 20%. I mean, we're not going to get there, but. And on a home equity line of credit, you're not really messing with the first loan, meaning like you're not, not refinancing the property just so for our viewers to understand. So the benefit of it is you get to keep your two and a half, three percent on the first. And then does that mean that the home equity line of credit goes in second position almost? Yes, it does. It does. And what second position means to, to clients on, on your broadcast is that uh, if for some reason you were going to foreclose, uh, the first mortgager would get paid uh, with any foreclosure funds first, and then the second position would get any funds that are left over. That's so awesome. Good. And then what is a typical loan to value ratio that you can do on a home equity line of credit? It depends. Um, if you go to just say your regular banking institution, they may cap you at 70%. We can go to 90%. 90% on an equity line of credit. So meaning yeah, like if you if the value is $100,000 and you owe 50, it's the difference between the 50 and the 90, which is 40 you can have on an equity line of credit. Now, are all exactly. of these... Um, only for owner occupants or does the home equity line of credit renovation loan and also the cash out refinance, can they be used for investment purposes um, in terms of uh, financing uh, these types of deals? Yes. I and mean, they can be owner occupied, second home investor. Um, equity lines are, are difficult sometimes to get for an investor. Uh, so we do have that available. Um, the renovation loans, there is only one kind, which is the conventional, that will lend on second homes or investment properties, um, as well as primary residents. FHA 203K will only work with primary residents. What changes from the uh, owner-occupied cash-out refi renovation loan and home equity line of credit to the investment purposes? Like, is it the loan-to-value ratio that changes? Yes. Is it a higher interest rate? Does the process change at all? 
Uh, it, well, it changes for the client because it, second home and primary residence are typically about the same interest rates. Once you move into investment properties, uh, rates go higher and loan to values come down. Because if you think about it, uh, it's the risk to the lender is more if you're looking to take money out of your investment property. If you lost your job and you had to quit paying a mortgage, which mortgage would you quit paying on? The house that you don't live in. Um, so uh, primary residence and second home always have better rates. Uh, but you know, if you're tapped out and you have a lot of equity in your investment property and you want to build another unit to continue with your rental income, uh, you know, it might be a, a good option. It just you need to see how it pencils out for you. It's funny because I used to have clients that would say, hey, I'm going to do a cash out refinance, but then they wouldn't factor in that the cash out refinance is a higher interest rate than your regular refinance a lot of the times. So like, yes. how much are we talking more just for our viewers to kind of get an idea? Is it like typically like half a point, a point, a point and a half? Does it just vary on too many different factors uh, for it, you to even be able to comment on it? Yeah, it does vary on so many factors. There's actually about 26 items that go into to quoting an interest rate. But I, I, if I wanted to generalize, I would say it's at least a, a point and a half difference. Yeah. And then what about the LTVs? I know that for the renovation loan, we talked about potentially 90 to 97%. Mm -hmm. I know for the uh, cash out refi, we talked about 80%. For the home equity line of credit, we talked about like 90%, in some cases, 85%. For mm -hmm. investment purposes, how much does that vary? Is that like typically like a 70% LTV, like a 65% LTV? Yeah, it, it's typically 70%. Um, if you're talking about, you know, maybe a duplex or a triplex or fourplex, you're going to keep going down in your loan to value, uh, depending on units. But a typical cash out uh, refi, you know, could be in this uh, on a non-owner occupied, could be 70 to 75%, depending on the, the product that you're looking at. And then for the home equity line of credit, how much can somebody expect from the time that you uh start the application process to the time it's finished. Is it uh, shorter than the cash out, similar, similar to the renovation product? Depends on what organization that you go through. Bigger banking institutions uh, take longer as well as their appraisers are a little bit more conservative. So mm -hmm. uh, you may get less and it may be a longer process. As I mentioned before, um, our blockchain technology makes it uh, easy to get your funds in, in about five days. I think most equity lines are about a 45 day process if you're going with a bigger banking institution. So basically on investment properties, the bank are a little bit more conservative because they're higher risk. So they lend less money on investment properties. Absolutely. Good. So it sounds like if somebody's looking to finance an ADU in California, the methods are a cash out refinance, which you can help them with. There is a renovation loan, which you can help them with as well too. There's also the home equity line of credit. They're self-funding, meaning I fund it on my own. I ask my dad for a loan or private lender. Any other ways to finance this or are those the most traditional ways to, for financing like an ADU in California? Uh, that's the most traditional way. I mean, you did mention briefly in there a gift from a family member. You can do that. And then there also is, you know, a hard money lender that they can access if, if they've exhausted all other options. You know, the interest rates are much higher and the fees are much higher. If our viewers are looking to build an ADU in California, make sure to watch our other video. Uh, it's going to be titled 40,000 ADU Grant California, which Kathy shared with us. That is one episode that you do not want to miss. Anything else, Kathy, that you feel would be of value to our viewers? 
Um, you can actually visit my website. There's a lot of good information on there just about equity lines. There's a button that you can go to and it's recently been revamped. I think that that's a good place to start if you want to know a lot about equity lines. And you can just Google Google my name and find it. Okay. And then for the viewers, I, I, I'm not good at pronouncing your last name. So if you could just give them your full name, that way they can. Uh... It's Kathy with a K and the last name is Zickenberg. And that is Z like zebra. Perfect. Sounds good. So for all of our viewers, thank you so much for taking the time to watch this video. If you've enjoyed this episode, make sure to hit that subscribe button. If you feel that this episode adds value to a friend, family, neighbor, anybody, make sure to hit that share button. Uh, once again, Jose Luis Morales, another episode of the Residual Real Estate Agent Show. Today, Kathy from Homebridge uh, talked about how to finance an ADU in California. Thank you guys so much.